Matthew chapter 9 and verse 9. And today I'll be sharing not only through Matthew, but also through from Mark and also through the Gospel of Luke. Because as we look at the call of Matthew, we'll notice that Matthew, who was the author of the book of Matthew, he put in certain things, but he left out other things as he was being led by the Spirit. And then when Mark heard the testimony of Matthew, he, by the Spirit of the living God, he heard that story, but the Spirit of the living God brought things to him because John Mark, who is the gospel of Mark written by, he wasn't one of the original 12, okay? And then finally Luke, who was not one of the original 12 apostles, all right? He wrote by hearing the story told by both Matthew and Mark, all right? And each one gives a little bit more because they're speaking to a particular audience, all right? And Yeshua had ordained a Matthew to write this gospel specifically for the Jewish people to come to know their Messiah, okay? And today, uh, the title of today's message is Yeshua Chooses Matthew, who is Matthew, and his name means in Hebrew is this, the gift of Abba, Father God. That's what his name means in Hebrew. So let us begin. As Yeshua passed on from there, he spotted a tax collector, Matiyahu, who is Matthew, sitting in his collection booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he got up and he followed him. While Yeshua was in the house eating, now this is a different place now, many tax collectors and singers came and joined him and his Talmudim, that is his disciples, at the meal. When the Prashim, which is the Pharisees, saw this, they said to his Talmudim, to his disciples, why does your rabbi eat with tax collector, collectors and sinners? But Yeshua heard the question, and he answered, the ones who need a doctor aren't the healthy, but the sick. As for you, go and learn what this means. He went on to say this, I want compassion rather than animal sacrifices. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And who is speaking to them at this point? It is the I am that I am. For Yeshua was the Father being manifested in human flesh. The righteous, they were the people who are righteous in their own estimation. And we do that from time to time, don't we? We have checks and balances. We have a balance system in, in, our, in our way of life that we think, well, this week I've been a little bit more righteous than last week. But God's word says this, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And when Yeshua met us, what state did he find us in? The state of sin. We're simply sinners saved by his amazing grace. Amen. So let us continue here. What scripture is Yeshua quoting to the Pharisees here? It is from the book of Hosea, from the Haptorah. It is chapter 6, verse 6. And it goes and it says this, For what I, and I added to that, Yeshua, desire mercy. Not sacrifices, knowledge of Abba, Father God, more than burnt offerings. 
all of us can identify with that when Yeshua called us and that we were all yet but sinners prior to being saved by his amazing grace. Now turn with me, if you will, to the Gospel of Mark. This is John Mark, chapter 2, verse 13. And Mark's going to give us a little bit more revelation that he was moved by the Spirit of the living God about this encounter that Yeshua had with this tax collector, Matthew. It says in verse 13, And Yeshua went out, out again by the lake, the Sea of Galilee. See, that was not in the portion there that we read earlier in the book of Matthew. And all the crowd came to him, and he began teaching them. goes on to say in verse 14, As Yeshua passed on from there, he saw Levi, ben Hafai, or in some translations, it's called the son of Alphaeus, all right? Giving us more insights into what is taking place here. Sitting in his tax collection booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up immediately and he followed him. And as Yeshua was in Levi's house eating, remember in Matthew, it's all of a sudden, he's called him, he's following him. And it would simply appear that, that, that all of a sudden Yeshua led him to Matthew's house and they went in there and then all of a sudden there's a great banquet or a feast that's beginning. See, these are some of the details here by the Spirit of the living God that John Mark was to write and record in the Gospel of Mark. So let us continue here. As Yeshua was in Levi's house, who is Matthew, and he was eating, he was fellowshipping in a tax collector's house. All right? Let's continue here. And many tax collectors and sinners were sitting with Yeshua and his Talmudim. See, in the Gospel of Matthew, it doesn't mention about them being sinners there. But John Mark, by the Spirit of the living God, it's added to that, all right? It's not that Matthew was ashamed of giving all these details, but he's being led by the Spirit of the living God, what to share, how much to share, because he's speaking to a specific audience. And as we minister to the Jewish people, there are times where you'll, you'll have these pet uh, scripture verses that you want to lead them down the gospel road like you use the book of Romans. Well, to Jewish people, you cannot use that. You've got to speak from their scriptures. You've got to speak from the Tanakh. And you have to start from that portion there. And so as we're reading this and as we're seeing that there are different ways of sharing the good news. And I tell you this, I am taught time and time again by the spirit of the living God to listen to him to when he says, share this amount or share the, not this amount. As I became a believer in Messiah, and after I was filled with the spirit of living God, where I received the gift of speaking in tongues, you know what I tried to do? Every time I led someone to the Lord, I wanted to immediately pray with them so they would receive that gift. And you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? Don't do that always. Because that person coming to the point of salvation is sufficient. Because I have to prepare that person's heart and mind to be open to the receiving of the gifts of the Spirit of the living God. See, it's amazing. We rush ahead so many times. And so think of it from that perspective. As the Spirit of the living God is leading Matthew to write a certain way, 
He's now, uh, he's speaking to John Mark to write a certain way. So there's more details, there's more insights. Because you know what? Many, many times we as believers, we blow people's minds on the, on the amount of information we try to give them all at one time. But as we're being led by the Spirit, we're just sharing what the Spirit of the living God wants us to share in the context that will minister specifically to that person. Because I tell you this, every person that the Spirit of the living God leads you to speak and share the good news with, the Spirit of the living God has already been preparing that person's heart and mind to hear the words. And sometimes it's one or two words. Sometimes it's a sentence. Sometimes it's your, your own personal testimony, how you came to know Messiah. But be led by the Spirit in all these things, okay? So let us continue here. It says, as Yeshua was in Levi's house eating, many tax collectors and sinners were sitting with Yeshua and his Talmudim. For there were many of them among his followers. See, John Mark, he's given us even more insights. Because Matthew left that out, okay? Going on in verse 16. When the Torah teachers and the Purushim, the Pharisees, saw that, that he, Yeshua, was eating with sinners and tax collectors... And these tax collectors and these sinners, these were the outcasts of Jewish society. They said to his Talmudim, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And I have to stop right here. Because you know what? Sometimes in our Western-styled historical mindset, we think, well, the Pharisees are in the house too. They are not. Because they would not break, go across that threshold. They would not even enter into the courtyard of Matthew's house because they wanted to be above reproach. They wanted to be separate from any appearance of fellowshipping with sinners. Okay? That was their attitude, and they were very, very religious in that. Okay? So picture this. What is really taking place here is that there are some of Yeshua's Talmudim, his disciples are coming in and out from the house there. And it's on the outside that the Pharisees come up to them and, and they begin to question. Because they know this. They've been sent by the high priest to investigate this interrogant rabbi who happens to be by trade a carpenter who comes from Galilee. And many of them say this, can anything good come from Galilee? But what they see is that he's raising people from the dead. He's healing those who are, who are suffering from leprosy. He's doing all these miraculous acts, all right? And so they're checking him out. They recognize that this man is walking underneath the power of God, of the prophets of old, of old that has not been seen for hundreds of years, as I shared last week. And so what is testifying to him, his credibility, Yeshua, is the power of God is being manifested and that people are beginning to repent from their sins. But the religious here, they want to have it packaged through their formula, through their doctrine, through their teaching. And it should be coming only from those who are the leaders from Jerusalem. But God has a whole different thing. That's amazing about God. He'll blow up your theology. He'll blow up your doctrine so that you'll walk in the pureness of what the scripture says as you're being led by the spirit of the living God. So let us continue here. But hearing the question, notice that. Yeshua's in the house, and it's most likely they're on the outside of the courtyard. Think about the hearing capabilities of Yeshua. 
It says in the scripture that he was able to hear what people were thinking in their minds. Why? Because he is God manifested in human flesh. Let us continue. But hearing the question, Yeshua answered them. The ones who need a doctor aren't the healthy but the sick. I do not call, that is to choose the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Because what was Yeshua called to? But the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Those who were lost. You know what? It's a great thing to be lost. You know why? Because that's where the shepherd goes out and finds his lost sheep. And all of us can testify to this. Otherwise, we would not be here today. We have been all lost, but Yeshua has found us, right? He has sent others on his behalf, representatives of himself, to proclaim the good news to us. And what does God call us to do? To do the same. For what you have received, the Lord said, go and do likewise. Do what? Go out, proclaim the good news of who Messiah Yeshua is, share your personal testimony, and make disciples. That's everyone. Everyone who's a disciple is to multiply and make other disciples. And that's what Yeshua is doing right here in this passage of Scripture. He's calling someone who was an outcast to reach other outcasts as he's being redeemed and purified by the word of God being spoken through the Son in his presence and being filled with the spirit of the living God. And you know what's a beauty, beautiful thing? When we are yet sinners, it's the spirit of the living God that brings us from one increment of uh, righteousness to another. It's orchestrated by him. Because there's many times we think, well, I need to figure out a formula where I can become more righteous. That's foolhardily, and that's a waste of time. We're to be people who are being led by the Spirit of the living God. And when the Spirit of the living God says to do this, we do it. And when he says not to do something, we don't do it. And we don't walk under condemnation, for we are in Messiah Yeshua. Amen? Amen. Let's continue. Now turn with me to the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke 5, 27 through 32. Later, Yeshua went out and saw a tax collector named Levi. Notice there, they didn't even mention the Sea of Galilee here. Sitting at his tax collection booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up and he left everything and he followed him. Levi gave a banquet at his home in Yeshua's honor. Well, Luke, that wasn't recorded in in John Mark or in the Gospel of Matthew, but here it is recorded in the Gospel of Luke. Because you know what he wanted to do? He wanted to introduce to all his friends. And who were his friends? The tax collectors and the sinners. Why? Because they're the only people who would have anything to do with him. Okay? And you know what he wanted to do? He wanted to introduce to them his new rabbi, who was Yeshua. All right? Do people love food? Yes. Free food? Hey, we're having free food uh, this next week. All come. Just bring your plate, bring your, bring your cup, free food. And I got something to share. Something miraculous has happened in my life. That's basically what Matthew is doing here. Okay? So let us continue here. It says that he got up 
Okay, Levi gave a banquet at his house in Yeshua's honor. And there was a large group of tax collectors. Well, John Mark just said, there were, he just mentions that there were some there. And there were others at the table with them. So picture this. Here are the outcasts of Jewish society are now sitting at a very large table. And think about this, my brothers and sisters. Matthew, what was his job? He was to collect taxes. Who from? His brothers and sisters in the Jewish community. How did he get paid? He got paid by charging them far above what the Romans asked for him to do. And you know what he had? He had the biggest house in the village. And everyone hated Matthew. Why? Because he was in league with the oppressors of Israel. Wait a second. I never read that in the scripture. Well, brothers and sisters, that's really what this is all about. He was an outcast. He was looked at as someone that betrayed and who was supporting and bringing legitimacy to the Roman oppressors. Okay? A little bit more insight now, don't we have, what's going on here. Can you imagine the other 11 that were assembled there? And they looked at whose house that they had to go to? Wait a second, I'm going to lose all my, my, my street cred here. All my reputation. My family's going to hear about this. Yeshua, are you nuts? You're going and sitting, and there's going to be a banquet in your honor by someone who is a traitor to the nation of Israel because he collects taxes. And he has cheated the people, and it's undeniable. Who else could have such a big house like this? All right? So let us continue here. gives you a little bit more detail what's going on. And then verse 30 says this, the Pharisees and the Torah teachers protested indignantly against his Talmudim. It wasn't just, hey, you better go tell your rabbi here that uh, those people that came in, the bouncer at the door didn't check uh, their, their, their tickets. They're not supposed to be there, all right? No, they said it very, very, and they were just probably clucking their tongues and just going in an uproar. And you know what? The whole town knew what was going on, the whole village. And you know what? Yeshua, just as what was shared earlier, he laid down his life. The scripture says that he became sin, the sin offering by the Father, so that we would become righteous through his blood. Trust him. That's the provision. So, you know, this wasn't a new thing for Yeshua in that this was preparing him for that tree when he would lay down his life for you and I. So let us continue here. Why does he eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? It was Yeshua who answered them. Yeshua did not give them an opportunity because you know what? Probably in the theology of the 11 there, they were thinking, you know what? The Pharisees are right. Yeshua, I don't know what happened to him today. You know, maybe he had a little bit too much wine to drink, but he's not thinking clearly. Because if he's going to build the kingdom, you know, I know understand he's calling sinners to repent, but I mean, he's sitting with them prior to they, them going through the point of repentance. He's taking them just as they are. And you know what, my brothers and sisters? That's what Yeshua did for us. He took us right where we were. And he brought before us the knowledge that we are sinners. 
and that there was no hope for us but in through his provision of salvation. Okay? This is pure gospel. And Yeshua is asking this congregation to reach out to Jewish people who are sinners, who do not have the grace of God, and also to the nations. That's what God's kingdom is built upon. Sinners saved by his grace, reaching out to sinners who do not know his grace and who do not know Yeshua. It's not by programs or light shows or gimmicks. It's simply by proclaiming the grace of God and testifying to people, I am a sinner saved by God's grace and his grace only. So let us continue here. Yeshua answered them, and he says, The ones who need a doctor aren't the healthy but the sick. I have come not to call the righteous, but rather to call sinners to turn to Abba, Father God, from their sins. See, it's not enough for Igor or others to go out and say, You know what? And the Bible says here that you're a sinner. You're a sinner, you're a sinner, you're a sinner. And then just walk away. No. Igor goes on to that point if they're willing to receive that to introduce that individual to his Messiah and say, you know what, brother? I was in that same place as you once were, but I got to tell you something. I want your life to be saved. I want to introduce to you my Messiah, my Lord, my Savior. He cleansed me from my, my sin, and these were the sins, you know, the Lord may lead Igor to share with specifically what those sins were. All right? Because we have to identify with those people that God has sent us to. Don't let pride stand in the way. Uh, the Lord brought this picture to me, this illustration, very, very quickly, and I will share it. I met a man who was raised as a young man, who, but he said, I'm actually a woman. He had this surgery, and I know we have a mixed audience of young people here, but you know what? This is cutting edge. He went and he had that surgery to make him appear from the outside as a woman, okay? And he lived that lifestyle for a long period of time. He had an aunt and a grandmother who was just cut to the quick because of what he had mutilated his body by doing this. And so what he did was he lived this lifestyle. He went and he married someone, another male, and he continued that lifestyle. But through the prayer and the love and mercy that was exposed to him by both his mother and an aunt and a grandmother, slowly the spirit of living God began to speak to his heart. All of a sudden, that relationship that they had, he had with this other man, it, it just fell apart. And all his friends began to turn on him. And so the Lord just began to speak to his heart. And he was going through some of his stuff because he had to move out of his apartment. And what happened then is he came across an old Bible that was given to him by his grandmother. And he just, he didn't know where to turn. So he opened up the scriptures and she had highlighted some scriptures, verses in there that, that laid out the salvation plan for him. And he just simply read all the things that were marked in yellow. And he got on his knees, and he gave his life to the Lord. 
Fast forward, years later, he had the surgery to change his, his outer appearance, look as closely to a male as possible. And now he's a head of Exodus Ministries that reaches out to homosexual, lesbian, and transgender people. That is his ministry. And so he came to our congregation. He shared his testimony. And that's what God wants us to do, to share our testimony and not to be ashamed of the former sins that we were in so that when we go and we share the good news of the gospel of our Messiah Yeshua, we are then living proof of the grace of God and the power of God that keeps us from walking in sin. And is it out of legalism? Absolutely not. It's out of love and devotion and walking in the power of might in Messiah Yeshua. And that's what's taking place in, in Matthew's life at this point. Because here he was, he was gathering all this money, and he was, he was just lavishly spending it on himself. He turned his back on his Jewish community. But here begins a change. And how does that change begin? By introducing to the people, the only people who were his friends, and you know what they were? There were people in the same type of cutthroat business that he was in. He was truly a thug. Because you know this, if he walked, if someone came by his, his little area there, his booth, and he noticed that neighbor, and he, he motioned the neighbor to come over and say, you need to pay your taxes. The neighbor says, well, I don't got it today, Matthew. You know what Matthew would do? He would just simply turn, and there would be a Roman soldier standing there and say, now it's time to tip that guy upside down and inside out and get the funds. That's the kind of man Matthew was because you know what? He wasn't getting paid. So the Lord transformed him from being a person that was just simply into getting all what he could out of his community to a man who wanted to reach out to people who were just like him. Another translation says that there was actually there were prostitutes there too. So can you imagine that? It would be like Al Capone and all the, anyone else that comes to your mind sitting at a table with Yeshua, and none of them have repented except for one, the host of the, of the party, the banquet, the feast, who is Matthew. And the, and, and the Talmudim, the disciples, they're so nervous because you know what? They're working right through right now their theology because you know what? They don't want to be seen with these people who are also sinners. And that's why they're coming in and out and in and out, all right? I really believe that some of them could not even go into the courtyard because they knew about Matthew because he had a legacy. But here's a change of heart, okay? And here he wants to do, this is what Matthew wants to do. The same gift that he received through God's son, he wants to share with all his friends who are walking in the sin that he once walked with. The scripture here doesn't tell us exactly what length of time transpired from the time that he stood up and he followed Yeshua. You know what? That was an all or nothing situation. Where, you know what? As he walked away from the booth, you know what? That Roman soldier was a witness. And he put his life on the line. A witness that he was now forsaking his job, his occupation. There was no turning back. You know what's beautiful about the scripture? It says this, that Matthew never returned to the tax collecting booth. All right? And he simply gave, and he became very, very generous. And you know what's amazing? Who did God choose to write the gospel to the Jewish people? 
but a former traitor to the Jewish people, and his name is Matthew. That's a little bit more in-depth situation here. Because who did, who did Yeshua on the road to Damascus reach out to but a Pharisee who was on the way with letters to persecute those who were following after the way, the way of Messiah. Rav Shaul Paul. Isn't it amazing? God uses the people that seem the most oppressive to the body of Messiah to redeem them and transform them and then give them the opportunity to build the kingdom of God. Amen? So you may be sitting here right now and thinking, well, my sins that the Lord's called me from are so terrible. No, they're not. No, they're not. His blood washes away all our sins. To God, sin is all at one level. Telling a lie or living a life that is not truthful is one and the same. Committing murder is the same as a lie in God's eyes. It's all sin. And Yeshua's precious blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And my brothers and sisters, as we go through these latter days, the enemy is going to come onto us like a flood. And I know this. The enemy has tried to tempt me to walk in the sins that the Lord has delivered from me in the past. Why? Because I have a certain bent towards those sins. Why? Because the enemy, Hasatan, does not want me to build the kingdom of God. And you know what? He's going to pull out all stops in your lives to do likewise. Because you know what? We're getting to these latter days where only the kingdom of God is going to be established in the hearts and minds of people. The Lord's going to shake up America as never before. You know what the beauty of this is? Is that the Lord has given us the scripture. And you know what? The book that's called the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews to us that doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the near future will make much sense. Because you know what the Lord's going to allow? He's going to allow the third temple to be erected. The temple sacrifices will begin again. That was why the book of Messianic Jews or Hebrews was written. For the first century believers in Messiah and for those who are living in such a time as our time. Some of us say, well, I wish I lived in biblical times. You have always been living in biblical times. All right? And you know what? What's going to happen then when the third temple is erected and the priesthood is reformed and, the, and, the, and this temple sacrifices start, what are we as Messianic believers, both Jews and Gentiles and Messiah, going to do to reach the Jewish people? It's all laid out to us in the book of Hebrews, Messianic Jews, where it compares the Aaronic uh, sacrifices to the Melchizedek sacrifices, which Yeshua is from the order and line of whom? Melchizedek. He's a theophany, that is, Messiah prior to be him being born of the virgin, Miriam, visited the fathers and mothers of faith in the Tanakh. All right? And so we'll be able to use that book, the Messianic Jews, to reach our Jewish people in the nation, saying that Yeshua already paid the sacrifice. You know what argument will be with them? Why is it that, that Abba Father allowed 
the Romans and the Syrians, the modern-day terrorists are, we're dealing with right now, why did he allow them to destroy the second temple? And for 2,000 years, we were not able to follow Torah according to the law. And then all now, all of a sudden, he's allowing for there to be a third temple to erect and for the priesthood to be reordained and for the uh, temple sacrifices to begin. I'll tell you why. So that through Yeshua, the, 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 the celebration of Hanukkah will be fulfilled. Because what happened at the second temple there? It was destroyed and they took a pig and they offered it on the altar, right? You know what? It says this out of those stones. They asked the chief rabbi of that day, what can we do with these stones? Because they're holy. He said this, simply cast them outside the temple and when Mashiach comes, when Messiah comes, he'll tell us what to do. We need the third temple. Why? Because you know what? The abomination of desolation has to come. The Antichrist has to be in the temple of the Lord and stand before the world and say that I am God. And it says this, that when the Jewish people see that, they will flee Jerusalem and they will cry out for the Messiah to come. So my brothers and sisters, this is all part of the correlation of the Lord. It's already written. Study and read it so you're prepared to give an answer. These all things are going to come to pass. And it's through our testimony of, of Yeshua transforming our lives from being sinners lost to sinners saved by his grace and mercy. It's the same old gospel that we've heard many years ago, my brothers and sisters. But let us now walk afresh therein. And I ask this, and Father, I ask this right now, by the power of your spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, that you'd reveal to us the seriousness of hearing the spirit of the living God speak to us as never before. Father, I pray that you'd, you would, you'd remove all the, the, um, the cobwebs of our minds, the sawdust and all these things, and give us a fresh revelation of where we were in you prior to Messiah Yeshua coming in our lives and calling us. Father, because I think about this, if you would simply walk and appear to us in our workplace and say to us, follow me, would we truly arise and leave everything to go and build your kingdom, walking in your provision and promise? Lord, you've called all of us to follow you. And Lord, it's our desire to build your kingdom. I pray that your spirit would be poured out afresh in us and our relationship with you would be enkindled. May we return to our first love in Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. In Yeshua's name, amen. Brother Tim, we.